The Ewan Grant Podcast, the Limestone Coast Triple M. G'day, it's Ewan. Welcome to the Ewan Grant Podcast and welcome to everyone joining me on the Listener app. In today's podcast, Limestone Coasters, I get to chat to Sarah Philpop. We're going to talk all about the Valley Lakes and what is happening after the fire that burnt 50 held hectares. After the fire that burnt 50-odd hectares in the Valley Lakes Precinct, we're also going to talk about a fantastic new initiative from the Mount Gambier City Council, the Dual Naming Project. There's a whole lot more to talk about. Let's introduce the CEO of the Mount Gambier City Council, Sarah Philpott. G'day. Good morning. Sarah, fire took place a couple of weeks ago in the Valley Lakes. It was devastating. What have your thoughts been after uh, taking a look at the uh, the devastation that's taken place? Yeah, it is really um, surprising, actually. It's um, affected some areas much more significantly than others. But we know that this place is just so important to all of us in the community. And it really has had an impact, I think. It's such an iconic place for us, you know, and it sits right on our skyline and, you know, we see it, of course. So, um, you know, I think it has had that kind of impact on how we feel about things. It just shows us um, all how important these special places are. So part of the Valley Lakes is now open for public use once again. Take us through what's been opened. Uh, We had already opened um, a few portions um, of the area previously. So we had opened Morris Park Oval for organised sports, the saddle um, with a number of the walking paths through from uh, Mark's Lookout and also the Leg of Mutton Lake walking areas. So they had all been opened from the 4th of February. But fortunately, yesterday, we were able to get open more of the floor of the Valley Lake area itself. So that includes areas like the playground and, you know, being able to drive down from the top on Davison Drive right down to the base of the Conservation Park and the like. So terrific to get those uh, portions open. Now, they weren't directly fire affected. Some of Davison Drive um, did have fire um, above the road and so we've really needed to make sure that there's no risk of falling objects there, which is why we're now able to get it open. Uh, But the Valley Lake itself, the water itself does remain closed because we have more assessments to go on the uh, water itself. What could we expect from Council over the course of the next couple of weeks? Because obviously there is still work to be done in the Valley Lakes area to make sure it's safe for for people to continue to do what they've loved in the Valley Lakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so look, we've still got more work to do. And when people do go down to the Valley Lake area, they will see that some portions are still blocked off. So as I mentioned, the water to the Valley Lake itself uh, is uh, not available yet. Browns Lake remains um, completely blocked off. And while there's a grass area there that's unaffected by fire, um, the road itself that runs around that um, is still at some risk from falling objects and also we're already starting to see some soil erosion and um, you know some of those other impacts on the actual slope, the land itself, so that area remains closed and so our next steps are really to continue those assessment processes. So we are going to get some geotechnical support to assess the stability of the slope uh, where the Um, fire has burnt just to see whether or not the slope itself is um, still stable because obviously once you start having vegetation removed then the soil itself is much more likely to 
move in a heavy rain event for instance so we've got some testing to do around that and we also have um, trees assessments which need to continue so some of those areas are still off limits for us and we were only talking to the MFS the other day um, the mayor and myself and they have portions of um, areas behind Browns Lake and behind the cemetery and on Grant Avenue where they actually can't get into safely because there are trees that are still dropping limbs or falling or burning so we do have a little way to go before we can do those more in-depth tree assessments but that's the work that will come over coming weeks and we will get some additional expertise um, to assist our really capable arborists and our really um, capable team but we will get some additional specialist support on a couple of those assessments. Sarah we're going to catch up over the course of the next couple of weeks we'll talk more about the Valley Lakes as Council uh, continues that process of, of opening up the area and, and making sure that uh, that it's safe for people to uh, to re-enter. Now, Livestone Coasters, it's time to talk council news. Council met during the course of the week. And Sarah, one of the really cool things that came out of the council meeting was the dual naming project. What can you tell me about it? Yeah, this is a fantastic initiative and it's been a, a while coming because it's complex to work through, but we are going to be naming initially six key sites of cultural significance uh, for our Bondic community and uh, the dual naming policy basically says that there'll be the name that it's commonly known by, so say Umphiston Sinkhole or Leg of Mutton Lake and then there'll be the um, also the uh, Bondic language name that sits alongside that. So uh, this is a really important one for us It's um, and of course for our Bondic community because it recognises their connection to country. It, um, it, it's a really important reconciliation action and we've been very thankful to Bondic community members who have been part of making this possible. So very exciting. So Sarah, when's it all going to be rolled out? Well, we'll start rolling it out now. The first thing will be in, in signage, and so we will start um, doing that with some of the big signs for those major areas. So it'll, it'll take us a little while to make all of the changes, but we're certainly, certainly letting people know. And, and if people are interested, we do have some information on our website from uh, Auntie Michelle, who talks about the importance of the dual naming and also says how to pronounce the, the new names. So there's some interesting info there if people want to find out how to pronounce them. Absolutely. Now, local affording, uh, affordable housing is a huge issue in the community and uh, Council are putting together an action plan. Yes, that's right. So um, Council has been really actively advocating around the importance of affordable housing. We know that housing availability is tough in a rental market. Social housing is difficult to find. So um, housing is really critical. One of those things that um, is also important as we're trying to attract new people to our community. So we are um, going to work on the South Australian Housing Authority. They have developed a local affordable housing plan toolkit. And what the toolkit does is um, supports us to look at the evidence base for housing demand and supply, any local issues, and then work up um, objectives and actions to address those local housing issues. Now, those actions and objectives might not all belong to council to do, but certainly with the information that we gather through this process, 
we will have a local affordable housing plan for our city and our community. So um, it's a it's a, another really exciting thing for us to be involved in, where we're taking uh, what's been a strong advocacy position into something that's really tangible and will help us then go and work with partners to to um, support this really important area of housing availability. Now, Sarah, one of the cool things that Council's done during the course of the week as part of the uh, the Council meeting, you've given some funding out. Yeah, that's right. So um, you may, uh, people may recall me mentioning before that we had uh, some funding going out to various sporting groups and Council has added to that funding. So I made a decision uh, this week to uh, add $13,000 to that funding. So originally they allocated 100,000 and now they've made it 113,000 and the additional funding will go through to the Blue Lake Golf Club. Um, so that's terrific. Again, uh, the investment that we're making alongside all of the terrific volunteers and um, sporting group participants is, is great. And we know sport and recreation is so important to our community. Now, Sarah, there's other things that Council have been up to as part of the Council meeting. What can you tell me? So uh, this is a big year for elections. We've spoken about that before. So the first of those elections is a state government election. And Council have resolved to provide some support for state government candidate briefing sessions. Now, we know there's a, at least a couple of those that are being planned. And so while it's not um, Council's role to run a briefing session, we know that people will be really interested in our community in talking to and understanding candidates' positions. So for the uh, people who are going to run those sessions, provided all candidates are invited or able to participate, then we will provide some discounts on our city hall facility so that it makes it um, a bit more accessible for people. So so that's a good thing. And the, the second one about elections is um, it's a it's a local government election year as well. And of course, there'll be federal government election in the middle, but uh, in November of this year, there'll be our local government election. For people who are property holders in the city but don't actually live in the city, the electoral roll is purged every January uh, of in the year of an election. So if, for instance, you live in the uh, Wattle Range Council but you own a property here, then you'll be um, removed from the electoral roll because the Local Government Act uh, and the electoral cycle requires that. So we'll be getting in touch with everybody who's been on our roll to let them know that they'll need to re-register and that's the only way that they will then be able to vote in the local government election. So if you're one of those people, watch out. There'll be a letter coming your way and then you can register and we'll rebuild the electoral roll. Sounds fair enough. Now, Sarah, as always, it is great to find out what is going on with Council. I am still utterly over the moon that you've got the dual naming policy in place now. Thanks for joining us this morning to give us an update of what's been going on. No worries. My pleasure. That's it for today's podcast. I'll be back on Tuesday for everything Limestone Coast. Don't forget to catch up with everything happening across the Limestone Coast. Make sure you look out for the Mount Gambier local guide on Listener. You can catch up with me live on the radio, 6am weekday mornings on the Limestone Coast, 963 Triple M.